Today is Tuesday, September 25th. Welcome to Radio Wave. Thank you for joining us on the broadcast today. Today is the 25th, and Our Lady gave a message to Maria uh, for the world to Mar- through Maria. Um, the host of our program is a friend of Medjugorje, and he will be discussing the message, and he will also take your calls with comments or questions. Uh, the number to call is 1-888-672-9283. That's a toll-free number. That's 888-672-9283. If you're calling outside of the United States, the number to call will be 205-672-9977. Tonight there will also be a two-hour broadcast at 7 p.m. Central Time. That's 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time. And now we'll take turn this over to a friend of Medjugorje. Well, I'm happy to be here today, of course, because today is the 25th of the month, and we know that the 25th, the message, Our Lady gives a message for the whole world. Uh, Why is that important? She's told us that she would give messages as never before in the history of the world. It's sometimes puzzling how people come to Medjugorje, get on fire, and then they cool off, and they're no longer even interested in it. Sometimes we hear from people send us letters saying, well, i am got this devotion, or I've changed to this, or even other religions, or Buddha even. And uh, it's difficult to understand. Sometimes you just want to shake them and, and, and even say what St. Paul says. He wrote in the Galatians that, Oh, stupid Galatians, who has cast a spell upon you? Are you so stupid after beginning with the Spirit? Are you now ending with the flesh? And I guess that would be a summary of what's happened to some people in the movement who continue to grow in conversion and then those who do not or go through an emotional conversion. And that what they do is uh, are all on fire by Our Lady when they feel good. When the difficulties and the crosses come, then they give up. And they no longer have anything to do with it or participate in the messages or live the message. So it's a serious call. It's a call that, that if you operate in the flesh, you'll fall away. If you convert and you really want to nurture your spirit, you'll grow. Of course, nobody has to say that we live in tumultuous times in regards to the future of the whole world. And actually, Our Lady was told, or rather, Yvonne revealed that Our Lady told him, had she not come, the world would have destroyed itself. So if we start putting these things in, in our thoughts and the way we approach a message, a message day, then we begin to understand that there's something much more serious that Our Lady has come to say to us than just be the sweet little Virgin Mary and uh, everything is like a... Um, sweetness that you know you, you finish it and you just go to the next thing that uh, one of the saints used to say if I knew the Virgin Mary was on the other side of the door I wouldn't I'd be reluctant to open it because he knew with the coming of Our Lady came the the bitterness of of what Satan would do the attacks the difficulties and the crosses and so we know from Our Lady who had the beauty of the birth of God Himself Jesus also experienced the foot of the cross, both extremes from one side to the other as far as you can get. So in Medjugorje, some of the sufferings that people were caused by living the messages from the family, from persecution, from different difficulties like that, 
they often will wane in their commitment to Our Lady or give up or not follow or become political even or even rationalize the message away. So it's important that we understand on a message day the significance of days that Our Lady said, uh, August, I think it was 97, uh, that soon would come a time when you would lament for these messages. Actually, the actual words Our Lady says, Dear children, now you do not comprehend this grace, but soon a time will come when you will lament for these messages. I ask you, why would Our Lady say something like that? Why are we going to lament for the messages? What about our apparitions? Those of you who have the gift of being present during apparition knows what that meant to you in the highlight in your life. We've had many people we talked to that we either got in the apparitions or experiences here at Caritas itself when Maria was here and Our Lady appeared, where it was a highlight of the moment, the highest highlight of the moment in their life, and they experienced conversion. But here, Our Lady's not saying that you'll lament for the apparitions in my presence. You'll lament for these messages. What didn't you do in the time of grace? What didn't we do when we had the opportunity to do it? Our Lady's asking that of you. The messages seem simple. Many people pass them off as though nothing. They're just same old thing. But if you look at them with the flesh, like the stupid Galatians, as Paul said, that's what you'll see. But if you look at them with the Spirit, you'll see the profoundness. And you'll understand why our Lady says, I wish to give you messages, or rather I wish to keep on giving you messages, as it has never been in the history from the beginning of the world, April 4th, 1985. Contemplate that. You've heard me say this many times in talks, but I say it many times because this is an important message. And because of that, we need to meditate on what that means. You mean since Adam and Eve was born, this has never happened? Is that what our lady's saying? Of course that's what she's saying. You say, well, Jesus came 2,000 years ago. It's true. But you've got a lady coming every single day for 26 years with words directly from heaven. She's also told us these words are conveyed from God. So God's telling her what to say to us. So isn't it important that we'd pause long enough in our day on the 25th in preparation for words from heaven? The same words and the references I let, that the scriptures talk about in the last book of the Bible that once a month, trees would fruit 12 times a year. They'd be crystal clear, flowing from the throne of God or the throne of the Lamb. Can we not see that scripture is being fulfilled in Mesogoria? And if we see that, can we not understand then those words? I will give messages as never in the history from the beginning of the whole world. See, everything starts becoming clear. We start putting these messages together. We start seeing these things. They're not just the same thing. Look at the state of the world. You know... The world and what it's doing, people are always into the news, are always trying to listen to the media. The media is our enemy. The media will not give you the truth. If it does, it'll twist it, making it a lie. We have to realize that Our Lady is having to come to circumvent that untruth with words conveyed directly from God. Just like Revelation says, they'll flow from the throne of God, clear as crystal. They're so clear that some people say, and some people think, they just say the same thing. So people lose interest on the twenty. Excuse me, they lose interest on the twenty-fifth of the month. They think, you know, well, he's just going to say anything, something before. Very few people even prepare for it in prayer. We've met people that have been to Medjugorje years ago and say, oh, I didn't even know the apparitions were still occurring. And this again comes back. You know, you begin in the flesh, or rather you begin in the spirit, and you end up in the flesh. They didn't convert. Our Lady says, conversion is a process which lasts your entire life. 
If you go through an emotional conversion, it's not going to last. It won't be there. Now, we have today words from heaven, from Our Lady, given for a purpose that I'm certain will help all believers till the last man walks the earth and dies. The purpose of these messages is as much today as they are for the future to help the time of the Antichrist, the ending of the world, Armageddon, all these things. It, it can't be that we have 26 years of apparitions, monthly apparitions, now the second of the month apparitions with Mariana, that a lady is not doing this except in preparation for the future and how the world will be. Yes, there'll be a period of peace, Our Lady promised that. A new possibility, she said, a peace is available for you this century. So Our Lady wants you to pay attention. She wants you to tune in. Sadly, so few people do. So it's our hope with Radio Wave that we can bring more attention to the message, more people thinking about it and dialoguing, because what you hear all day long is the world, what it says, who's going to run for president, what we need to do to fix this, what we need to fix that. we got everything right here. It's the message. It's the message. And yet so few act on it. So yes, in some ways, there's a great joy in having a 25th message. And every 25th, since we know Our Lady comes and we know she's going to speak to us. And to me, they're like, you know where you were when President Kennedy was shot. There's many days, many times, or many 25ths that I can tell you where I was. I know exactly where I was on uh, August 25th, 1997. When Our Lady gave the words, God gives me this gift, or rather this time, as a gift to you, so that I may instruct and lead you on the path of salvation. Dear children, now you do not comprehend this grace, but soon a time will come when you will lament for these messages. I was standing a few miles from here in a hayfield. Somebody brought me the message. I was with some of the kids and helping them. Hey, you know, that's been, what, 10 years ago. But I remember that. And I can tell you other 25th messages, sometimes exactly where I was when that was given. They're to be memoried like that because this message is to impact the world to the world is no longer in existence. Pretty profound. Especially if you meditate that these are never, these are coming like never in history. So Our Lady gives us today a 25th message. What did you do? How did you prepare for it? How are you preparing for it now? It was given just a little over an hour ago. It's a message that will speak to billions of people. Now? No. We don't know how many listen. We know the messages spread quicker than anything out there because it goes from from the top of the the sky towers in, in Manhattan to the brush down in Australia to remote places, people flying them in in Africa. But still the numbers compared to world population isn't receiving it to the same degree that they should. And hence we have the three secrets, which will give validity to the apparitions because they'll be pre-announced. You'll hear a lot about it three days before. You'll hear ridicule. You'll hear mockery. Until they happen. And then where have you been all these years? What did I do with my life? How did I prepare for this? Prepare for this special time of the manifestation of the, of the reality that the mother of God did come. The queen of the universe did come to the earth every single day. Today, we did the rosary in the field. Which those of you who've been here, we do it every day at 11. We start the rosary at 20 after. We pause and ask to be in proper disposition in our hearts for the, the rosary and to receive the benediction of Our Lady when she comes to bless the whole world. Our kids are raised from the moment they're born. Within a week or two, they carry it out. Every single day where they go to the, ro- the rosary outside, no matter what the weather, to receive this benediction. This will be a consolation for us when these apparitions are over. This would be a great grace for us, knowing that we spent our day, we, we scheduled our day, we did all our work around our day, both in our 
outside work and in the mission work, to be in preparation and to be in position to fully benefit from this apparition and this blessing of Our Lady. Not just the 25th. This is every day. But can you do it just on the 25th? We encourage you to do that. We encourage you to give that message, to grant that time to Our Lady, that she can mold the heart. And we see, according to the time, and as the months and the years have passed, the stages of Our Lady, with Mariana particularly, are more interested in, in really bringing us to incite our hearts that now is the time to act. Don't postpone daily conversion. Doesn't matter if you're converted two years or ten years ago. Don't postpone conversion today at this moment. She's trying to teach us to be to have a fire for Jesus. And how much do we stand up for him? And how often do we abandon him throughout our day? <clears throat> so much is wasted in what Jesus has offered for us. And the temperature of the world, if you want to gauge its, its temperature, you, you gauge it by 26 years of daily apparitions. What does that speak to you and what does that tell you? So it's important that you grasp the significance of Our Lady's apparitions, the grace of the time we're in, so that when that time is over, we'll be consoled about what we were doing in these days, where we were. Do I remember what I did that day? Did I even prepare for it? So we've got the 25th message. I'll read it. You can call in about it if you like. Uh, the way we do it, we get it and receive the message in Medjugorje. We print it immediately, make it available on beautiful gold embossed cards. Uh, each card actually is, is not cheap to produce, to produce, but we feel that those in Medjugorje seeing it on this kind of format as something that would be more like a Hallmark card will realize that this is a keepsake. And to leave with that and to put the importance of that and thereby get more into the heart. So through the years we've been doing this, uh, we spread messages all over the world and continue to do so. And as long as I'll be doing it, we'll be doing this. So the message today for the world for September 25th, 2007 is, Dear children, also today I call all of you for your hearts to blaze with more ardent love for the crucified. And do not forget that out of love for you, he gave his love so that you may be saved. Little children, meditate and pray that your heart may be open to God's love. Thank you for having responded to my call. So we'll come back in a moment for after we take a break, and we'll talk about this. You can call in. We'll reread the message. And uh, again, we're on for one hour. We'll be on for two hours tonight, starting at 7 Central. You'll have to figure out your time from there. But uh, we are, are going for <coughs> your heart to ask Our Lady to grant every failure that we've made in the last years or since our conversion where we failed her and I'll tell you a story about Maria about that when what she said to me about it that uh, we will be able to be more open to put the messages in our life in a strong profound way This year, why not visit the village that is changing the entire world? Medjugorje. Think about it. If you could combine every single event for the past 26 years that occurred in Washington, D.C., New York, Paris, London, and every other place in the world, it would be dwarfed by the event of one single day in Medjugorje. The Blessed Mother, Mary, 
Mother of Christ, comes to the earth, blesses the whole world with her presence, and speaks to heal a broken world with advising words, which she says are conveyed directly from God. You can be a part of one of the most important events in the history of creation. Pilgrimage to Medjugorje, and you will obtain everything and more of what your heart longs for. There are a special number of discounted seats available for a short time. Call 205-672-2000, extension 218. Welcome back to the broadcast. Once again, the number for those of you who'd like to call in, that number is 888-672-9283. Once again, 888-672-9283. Okay, we are going to hear from Medjugorje in just a moment live. We have, um, of course, our community over there, and of course, we stay in Medjugorje, and we are sometimes, many, many times a day, we may be talking back and forth. So it keeps us abreast of what's happening, what he's doing. When Maria's there, we're very close to her, of course, and and uh, it gives us a window of of and view of the apparitions, and a slant that most people don't get to have. And we've years ago, I promised Our Lady that if that whatever she wanted to show me, I wanted to make that known as to many people as possible. And of course, our mission has been blessed in that way that we have such an outreach. But uh, we have uh, Ruth from Medjugorje on and. I know she's been leading a couple of groups. I think she just got finished with one and just another started. Ruth, are you there? I'm here. So how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Hi, Terry and Rayet. How's the weather there in Medjugorje? It is absolutely beautiful. We have had the most beautiful weather, uh, nice and cool mornings and evenings, and um, it hasn't been too hot during the day, but nice and sunny, and um, it's been awesome, actually. So you have a group there now, or a new group? Or? Well, the group is leaving uh, tonight at, uh, or tomorrow morning at one thirty in the morning. So this is their um, their last um, day and their last night, which they've been taking full advantage of. As a matter of fact, I heard what you were talking about uh, um, about the messages, and what's been really awesome about this group is that um, there's no visionaries here as far as being able to uh, for the group to see anybody. Um, very few talks that's been taking place, and and so. The whole focus of this group has been the messages, and um, and they have gotten so much out of it, every single one of them, that um, we ended up today uh, doing a consecration in Maria's Chapel, and um, they are so on fire to hear the message that they couldn't wait. And um, so it just uh, testifies that the message is it, and um, that's really what the whole focus has been, even more so, because... There uh, was so little else to do that there normally is in the pilgrimages that we do, just because the visionaries haven't been here or they haven't been speaking. So how did you prepare for them for the 25th message today? Well, what we did was, um, of course, every day we've been leading into it, but we wanted to do um, the last day uh, praying a special rosary in uh, Maria's Chapel, which, of course, is where she receives the 25th message every time she uh, is in Medjugorje. And so uh, we went there early this afternoon, and we spent a lot of time in meditation uh, upon uh, just the grace of being in the place where Our Lady appears and gives the 25th, 25th message. We've been speaking a lot about the messages. We've been picking many messages together as a group, and then individually they've been picking messages, and Our Lady has definitely been leading us along this pilgrimage, and um, they've gotten a lot of confirmation individually in the messages and so the whole purpose today was to have open hearts to do the consecration to the hearts of jesus and mary and to really ask her that the words tonight would be something that would speak to individually to each of their hearts and um, would help them uh, in their going home to be able to really live our lady's messages be open to her plans for each of them and then of course be able to help be messengers of her messages as well yeah, well, the reason this is special, too, for our, our pilgrims, special for us, is because of what happened in this chapel. Of course, it's Maria's private chapel. But several years ago, she used to have a, when she built a house, 
we discussed about her putting a chapel inside that, which she did. People would be coming in, and it was such a disruption. And then in the summertime, it was so hot. And I saw it coming that uh, these apparitions would be closed up. And and we're always thinking here, I'm always particularly thinking about how to keep the apparitions open, exposed to many people as possible. And for about a year, I kind of observed that most the visionaries uh, the visionaries actually didn't have it where you could go to the apparitions. Maria was the only one at that time where you could still do this on a regular basis, and still is. And so um, after praying about it, I felt that really what Maria needed to do is build an outside chapel, let people come there in even greater numbers, and then she's able to break loose from there and go back in her house and be with her family. So at one point, one August, uh, <clears throat> it had just gotten really to her that it was just too much. And uh, we both sat on the steps outside. She says, I can't even get in my own chapel. I says, I know. And she says, well, but I, I, you know, I have to. I says, I know. You don't own these apparitions. And you're the only one now on a daily basis allowing people to go to that. So I said, why don't you go, why don't we go outside after the apparition and look at building a chapel outside. So after the apparition, we did that. We talked about it for the next six months. There was a lot of plans. We sat down on floor, drew things out. And it evolved from there. We laid a foundation for it. And from there, many different groups of people came. And, of course, the chapel was built. At the <clears throat> finishing of it and completion, Maria has an apparition. And she tells Our Lady that I give you this chapel. And Our Lady did something beautiful. She crossed the heart. Without saying a word, crossed her heart, crossed her immaculate heart, and held up two fingers, like two. And immediately it sprang in the heart of Maria and her thoughts, the chapel of two hearts. So this chapel's name was named by the mother of God, called the chapel of two hearts. We think it's a highlight for pilgrims to be able to go. And we always take our, our, our groups there to go into this chapel and to consecrate themselves in the chapel of two hearts. And uh, we think even a century from now or more, this is going to be a great grace, even greater than those of us in the present who don't grasp the significance of it. When Our Lady's gone, what she did on the earth, to be able to consecrate yourself in the chapel is a highlight. So Ruth's saying today that's what they did. Uh, I, I know without even talking to these pilgrims, it meant a great deal to them. So Ruth did that. Um, <coughs> Did you yeah, I would it? say I would say probably today was the um, was one of the highlights for many of them. Uh, I think that they were excited when I told them we were doing this, but I don't think they expected to feel what they felt and and really feel Our Lady's presence in the way that they did. And several of them had gone up and um, crossed mountain this morning for sunrise, which I think the message uh, about the ardent love for the crucified. I think the ones who especially made that effort, it really touched them. And then they do have all-night adoration tonight. So many of them spent last night uh, packing and so forth so that they could have message in hand and spend some time before um, Jesus in adoration to really meditate on this message and, um, and prepare themselves for going home. Are they having any adorations outside at this moment? Actually, evening services is still outside um, every night, and so I think the, uh, because adoration is, is all night in the church, the, they're having the hour of adoration like they do on uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays, but that's going to be inside the church tonight because um, they're going to continue with all-night adoration inside the church. But up to this point, uh, adoration, you know, even adoration at 9 o'clock has been outdoors and uh, rosary and mass continues to be outdoors. But there's a lot of people here right now, and, and so I think that's part of it. They're trying to keep it outside as much as possible because uh, there are so many people that it would, you know, it's, it's impossible to, to put everybody in anyway when there's not very many pilgrims here, but the amount of people right here is uh, a lot of Irish, a lot of Canadians, a lot of uh, a large group from Australia, um, there's some groups from America, but I'd sure like to see a lot more than what we have right now. But um, it's been real good. A lot of Italians and uh, French and so forth. And we have a large uh, uh, group from Mexico who is staying at the same place we are right now, too. Yeah, I know sometimes we'll run across people, and we all have in the missions, community members, where they say, well, I don't have to go to Medjugorje. I've got the Eucharist. <clears throat> I've got adoration. They don't even grasp that the reason they got adoration now, which is on the decline up to 19... Mm-hmm. 81, that through our lady's apparitions, 
adoration service has been renewed worldwide. It's a spiritual renewal of the whole world of adoration happening in Medjugorje. And if you've ever been to Medjugorje and you've been to adoration, you'll understand why. The spiritual rebirth of adoration happened in Medjugorje. Medjugorje is the reason. Our Lady is the reason. Many people can't trace that. I was able to trace that because I've been going there since 86, and I saw this happen. Nobody hardly was going to adoration at the end of the 70s. It come through the 60s and 70s. And so I tell people now, well, yeah, you got Jesus in the Eucharist, but it's like a lady told me once in Medjugorje. She said, you know, I, I realize I don't have to come here. I got Jesus back home in the Eucharist. I says, no, you're not, you're not, that's not correct. You did have to come here to learn that. Mm-hmm. You never go to Medjugorje without a more profound understanding about Jesus in the Eucharist. You go there, you're going to know about adoration because the grace is so profound there with the Mother of God and Jesus in the Eucharist than if you just stay here. So we always are encouraged. We never are unabashed about telling people, you must go to Medjugorje. It's, uh, it's that profound. And, um, you know, and of course, Medjugorje is a spiritual, it's, it's, the, it's the point of the earth, the place of the earth, for the rebirth spiritually of the whole world. And um, <clears throat> yet, you know, how many people pay attention or how many people mm-hmm. fall away? It's sad in so many, in many ways because the world is so enamored with being busy. And and uh, and this is a phenomenon we experience with taking groups or having people over there like you have now that they, they don't want to leave. Have you heard people express that to you on this trip? Oh, definitely. But in, in some ways, though, because we talked a lot about that and the importance of um, you know, being witnesses when they go home, a, a lot of them you can see have an inner excitement in them um, to go home and, and begin to, uh, you know, to be open to being what Our Lady needs them to be. But they're already talking about coming back. So <laughs> almost half of them have already started making their plans to come back again. So, uh, well, Medjugorje is that way. Uh, yeah. You, you don't leave without starting to plan your next trip. Exactly. It's pretty much exactly. a given. And actually, there, uh, there's two of them who, uh, well, one in particular, a man who uh, said that it was, it was a miracle that he even stepped foot on the grounds here. And uh, he's going home with the, uh, in his heart that he's supposed to do everything he can to help start an adoration chapel in his church, because it's interesting that you just went through that whole history. He feels very strongly, and he says this is, he's felt it for a while, but this has given him the... Um, strength and the grace to move forward and do what he has to do to uh, try and bring that about. Well, uh, have you got the message there with you? I do. Uh, why don't you go ahead and read it? Okay. To us Again, I've only read it one time, and you can tell us what the impressions of those there in Medjugorje felt when they, they saw it for the first time. Okay. September 25th, 2007. Dear children, also today, I call all of you for your hearts to blaze with more ardent love for the crucified. And do not forget that out of love for you, he gave his life so that you may be saved. Little children, meditate and pray that your heart may be open to God's love. Thank you for having responded to my call. Um, it, it was interesting. A priest came in today uh, to the mission house, and I was talking a little bit to him. He's been several times, and probably several people in the community would recognize him. But he's staying at Mariana's, and he said that he uh, had a talk with her uh, uh, about the messages and, and how Our Lady's tone seems to be completely different now and that he his thoughts is that Our Lady's basically saying, I don't know what else to tell you. I've, I've told you everything um, you know, are you listening? And he said that Mariana, uh, in a lot of ways, confirmed an agreement that she feels that uh, Our Lady's doing that as well. Um, and so I thought that was kind of interesting that uh, she spoke a little bit about that. But a lot that Our Lady has been speaking to our group about is just is opening our hearts, and I think that's um, been a big challenge for a lot of people out there, and that's what kind of their stumbling block is is opening our hearts to what God's love is. And, of course, Our Lady's message says not human love but God's love. And, of course, she's also said that the greatest sacrifice of of all is the sacrifice of love. And um, using hasn't Terry, she only used the word ardent a few times? Yes, rare. Yeah. 
and to use the word blaze too, I, I just think it's, uh, you know, what we have felt and, and, um, and of course we haven't been able to talk to a whole lot of people about it. And I do know that they, uh, struggled a little bit with this translation, especially with the word blaze. That was, a uh, uh, it took a little bit more time to get this translation out because of that. Um, uh, a lot of people are, are feeling that, uh, that the world's not responding to the love that God's calling us to um, in the way that we should be. Yeah, well, my, uh, first, my first impression, you know, of course we pray in preparation for it, but my first impression was waste, the word waste. Mm-hmm. He gave his life so that you might be saved. Mm-hmm. You know, meditate and pray that your heart may be open to God's love because so many hearts aren't open. Right. You know, it's only to the world, their career, their jobs. Right. You know, the, <clears throat> everything's oriented toward career. You know, mm-hmm. God ordained that the mom stays home. Mm-hmm. The the father is the provider. We've got such a mixed up society. We are so mm-hmm. messed up on what we're supposed to be doing. And the greatest treasure of being able to be with your family, mm-hmm. you know, as a mother, raise your children, even if you have to live on less, mm-hmm. even if you have to do without. Uh, why not? You know, do you understand the, the greatness of the gift that God gives you in family? There was a study I was reading about recently that um, they were just showing kids that, trying to figure out some way to make them, you know, they studied them actually for where they went in life. But they put these kids in one room at a time or, or one child at a time with one marshmallow, gave it to them and said that you uh, can eat this now or you can wait till I come back and I'll give you another one if you don't eat it. And so they went out, and, and uh, some of them immediately ate it. Some of them struggled against eating it, and then they ate it, and then some didn't eat it. And when they came back in for the ones that didn't eat it, they gave them another marshmallow, so they, they had both of them to eat. And they studied these kids through life as they got older and, and saw which ones were successful and which ones weren't. To the degree that they delayed gratification was to the degree that they were satisfied. So in other words, they had... Uh, the ones that got two marshmallows, they made it, they did further, they went more with their investments or whatever they did with their lives. And and those who immediate gratification uh, didn't do as well. And so we have a, a society that wants immediate gratification. They want immediately. I remember back in 1986, people say, I'm ready for the secrets. I'm ready for them to happen. When are they going to happen? 1986, 1987, they were wanting for them. You know, <clears throat> And I would say, why? You know, we've got so many people that we need to reach with this message of what our lady's calling for. But, you know, I hope they're delayed. I hope our lady delays them as long as possible so we can get the biggest amount of fish in the net that that we can have. And so we have such an opportunity, and and this message today speaks of waste. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, he gave his life so that you may be saved. You know, and always call us to meditate on that. Mm-hmm. And only mm-hmm. if you meditate do you realize the value of what's before us. But also another thing that struck me was China came up and, and the crucified, the martyrs, the saints, you know, the people who are suffering today just being Christian. Mm-hmm. Because we know that our lady's message is, while obviously she's referring to Christ, she also has told us in other messages, or, or Christ her son in this message, she's also told us the reflection of Jesus. And you are to be Christ. And there are people being martyred for the faith, imprisoned, and in different parts of the world, and, and being killed, you know, even in Colorado. Are you a Christian? Yes. And uh, the girl, I think Cassie was her name, you know, she, she was shot and killed in this. So uh, I think Our Lady wants us to burn as the martyrs did. Uh, you'll be crucified. And not maybe literally in the sense you see Christ walking down Via Della Rosa, but. To follow the message means to be crucified. So there's a message in here for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and these messages can't be contained in a literal sense. They can only be interpreted in light of all the other messages. And our Lady is clearly, clearly speaking to those who are suffering. Uh, and doing what Second Peter says, take joy when you've been given suffering, you've been given a measure of mind. Uh, speaking of Christ. So there are people being crucified today in this way. But at the same time... They save. That suffering is offered for something, and it has value and merit. And how many people are wasting that? I mean, we spend our lives, Ruth, you, you're there. We, mm. we, we toil constantly to save people. 
through God's grace, not us, but we give our life for this. So uh, there's a lot of saviors out there. You know, people in different countries or different corners of the world that's doing a lot to spread out his message. And yet so much is wasted with it. And when this time of grace is over, we'll have that come out. Ruth, stay with us. I think we're back up to a commercial. We'll be back in a minute. As a parent, are you worried about what kind of society your children will live in? Do we really have a choice in the next election? Or do we get to choose what the powers that be give us? No matter how you structure your future, all is at risk. Money won't protect you. Position won't save you. Your children's future is nil. Our nation must change its direction. But what is stopping it? You are. It all depends on you. If you wonder how can that be, you won't after reading Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping. A couldn't-put-it-down book. Thrilling. Motivating. Edge-of-the-seat reading that will change the way you live and change this nation. Order on MEJ.com or at your local bookstore. Or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. Thank you for joining us again on the broadcast. And we're on the line with Medjugorje. A friend of Medjugorje is on the line with uh, Ruth from Medjugorje. Uh, the number to call in for those who want to call in is 888-672-9283. And if you're calling outside of the United States, the number is 205-672-9977. Um, now, um, a, a few moments ago, you mentioned something about um, the need to keep the apparitions open. And perhaps maybe you'd like to just say a little bit about that. I know that you said you you spoke to Maria about uh, about the need for people to be able to come and be present in these apparitions, and and certainly this is uh, some kind of philosophy that that uh, we can find somewhere in the messages. Uh, maybe you'd like to just say a few words about that. Well, we felt that Our Lady takes joy in people present. She said many times at the anniversaries, several years in a row, back in the 90s and perhaps late 80s, she said, "I'm happy to see you here in large numbers." Some of those beautiful apparitions are on uh, the mountain and, and of course, at uh, Pabado, where they give the apparition to the Evans Prayer Group. And those are always a joy to attend. But we've, uh, anytime Our Lady's given me the opportunity to, to be in some kind of position to influence that, I've, we've always opened them up. Immediately in 88, we had our house open. Of course, we've had over 100,000 people move through our house and uh, through the years easily. And um, we had apparitions open for three months. And, uh, of course, here when Maria comes back, we always uh, let Our Lady say what she's going to appear. She appears in the bedroom. You get 50 people in there to, to attend that. If she says, I'll appear in the field tomorrow, then you got everybody that's here. Thousands of people can attend an open apparition. And so it's been my understanding that Our Lady wants that. And... and uh, and because of that, I think we've flourished in some ways because our our uh, steps we take is we want to get as many, as many people in the time of grace exposed to the apparition. And um, Maria's been gracious to allow me to work with her on that and, and set up situations where that could happen. And, of course, our chapel was the same purpose. So there's been literally thousands, tens of thousands that have been able to go to our chapel because of this that might otherwise have been closed. So we need to pray that they be able to stay open because it is difficult. It's difficult for Maria's family. It's difficult for them as an individual. And uh, at the same time, it's a great grace that one person, one time in their whole life, may go to Medjugorje or here and to be able to be present during this apparition. So we have a call from um, Catherine. Catherine, you there? Yes, I am. Hello. I'm calling from Canada. 
Hi. And um, I'm just so happy to hear of your uh, new program and to learn of it, and also that um, Mother Mary is making us vessels of prayer all over the whole world. And I'd really like to hear from more of your listeners how they take um, Mother Mary and all the graces that she's giving us around the whole world. And one of the things that she's really just inspired in a little way in my life is that uh, she asks us to pray, 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 so that when I get the messages from Medjugorje, I feel like um, I need to have an immediate response. And so my thoughts go to uh, thank you prayer. So usually I take the messages not always right at the exact time, but within time. And then I give thanks back to our Blessed Virgin Mary for the love that she's giving us and the message of discipline, which for me, I don't know about everybody else, but I don't always like to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. But she does it in such a gentle um, way, leading us closer to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit, and to God the Father in holiness. So I turn, um, she's giving us a message, and then I turn it into a prayer. Good. Are you, uh, whereabouts are you in Canada? I'm in Calgary, Alberta. And you have, do you have a prayer group there, or are the Medjugorje people you connect with? Or? Yes, there are Medjugorje people that I connect with, and I have been to Medjugorje before, and the first time I got it, as a birthday present for my 40th birthday, which was quite a blessing for my husband. Mm-hmm. Well, you're so true what you're saying. and that uh, The sad thing is we see the business, business of life, and so many people are so caught up in what they do that they, um, they it just makes you sick, you know, what they're, what they're losing and just how you say you prepare and the grace that comes from that. Yes, I think that um, the one thing that I try to do is that if we're going to become vessels of prayer, we're going to become light for the world and then hope. So although all this darkness is all around, actually the peace and the gentleness that Our Lady, the light of Jesus that she brings us into, then um, we realize that our battle is just within us and that Um, she's actually asking us to convert so that others will just only see light and hope, and then they too will get rid of, you know, whatever is within them. And so it's just the one by one. But I also feel really close to Mariana and her messages, um, especially to pray for all unbelievers Mm -hmm. all the time. So I think that however we can really share uh, the positive, and we know that um, the world is hearing the message of hope. Well, that's the basis of the message is change me. Yeah. And then when I change myself, then those, I mean, my family changes, and my family changes, and other people uh-huh. change. And so it's uh, the whole foundation of how she set everything up is, is individual conversion. She's you know, told us this message, peace will not come to the presidents. Right. And you can you could probably change that. Not probably you can change that. Interchange the word president for government. Peace won't come to the government, and uh, you know it doesn't come through that. It comes from God, and it comes from God to me, and to yeah. you, and that's the basis. If we do what Arlie said, this she said that she wanted to. She told Maria she wants to create a a chain around the world. Each link, you know, being an individual. Mm-hmm. And so, with this is this is the whole basis of many people go to Medjugorje and get so enthusiastic, excited about going to convert anybody else that they actually start harming their own conversion. The Saint Paul knocked off the mule or donkey or whatever it was. We're not certain. You know, he he instantly converted, but he wasn't instantly a Christian who knew how to live Christianity. So he went and sat eight years. Some some can interpret it to be eleven years. We don't know for sure. But during that time, what did he do? He had to go through daily conversion. He had to learn the life of living a Christian life. And so our lady's coming for this all these years to show me, show you and others how we have to change our life, our direction, live holiness, live prayer, live peace in the midst of war sometimes even. And thereby, that being the attraction to others to do the same. So... uh, 
you've got the nail on the head uh, real strong right then. That's that's what is often overlooked with the messages. Yes, and I I guess my my whole heart part that's changing is that I'm just um, even like with the Bible, I don't just leave it um, with words on the page, but they become the prayer of the heart. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, just how she is giving us these words, then immediately I just um, offer up these, you know, dear Heavenly Father, you know, Mother Mary, and then I, I put all, I just put it in my own words in a prayer. Mm-hmm. Ruth, you can, you can, uh, so while Catherine's on the line, you can relay a little bit about just seeing the beauty of these pilgrims, sometimes in anxiety when they land, and they're tired, they've gone 30-hour trip, and and they don't necessarily have peace, but seeing that transformation of, of realizing they went there for their husband or their wife or their children, yeah. and they realize that I come here for myself. Ruth, have you had any testimonies of those the groups you're leading now? Of, of that Actually, there's been a few people for sure who um, uh, were very anxious when they came here. Uh, they had a little bit of difficulty with their plane, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. So they came with a, uh, maybe not the most uh, peace-filled heart, um, and of course they came with anxieties and thinking that uh, they're going to get certain things out of this, uh, but when they were able to really let go, they began to see Our Lady working personally with them, uh, first and foremost, and it was their own conversion that they needed to work on and let go of uh, their concerns about uh, their children or their husband or wife and and uh, and let Our Lady mold them and make them... Uh, who they're supposed to be first, and then uh, the rest will come to be. So uh, there's been a, a, a few who've had a tremendous transformation, and I can tell you they uh, are all leaving here with a very peace-filled and grace-filled hearts, um, you know, ready to move forward uh, with a decisive decision of, um, of living Our Lady's messages and, uh, and trying to give their life to her in the way that they believe that they're supposed to. So it's been neat. Well, Catherine, we thank you for your call. Thank and uh, you. we'll be on tonight, 7 God to bless. 79, with a different show. God bless. Right, God bless you. You know, we uh, had, uh, I guess, the message of the summer that was really caused one of the greatest impact was August 2nd, 2007, uh, just a couple of months ago. And uh, the reason is, is because of Mariana, the the look on her face when she received this message and uh, what she said afterwards. But I don't know, Ruth, if you went into it with some of the pilgrims there, but um, it's definitely a shake-up message. You know, our lady said, Dear children, today I look in your hearts, and looking at them, my heart seizes with pain. And so Mariana says, and the message goes on, but Mariana says, after the apparition, she says, at the beginning of the apparitions, our lady showed me, showed Mariana, what is waiting for us if there is not the holiness in our hearts and our brother union, brotherly union in Christ? Mariana said, it will not be nice at all. So it's, it's incredible that um, we go back to the individual. You know, Ali, you know it was, it's not somewhere across in another country or what this group of people is doing or this these people are, are horrible sinners. The first thing we have to look at is our Christian life. Mm-hmm. The next thing we look at is, is all Christians. What are we doing that those who aren't Christian, that we're not bringing them light? Mm-hmm. Is it their defect or ours? And when mm-hmm. we see that, we can realize that there's a lot lacking in, in making Christians potent salt instead of the flat salt that we are. Because we, we do have little conviction in the church. And it uh, seems that we're always searching for the next thing without really searching within our own hearts and our deep recesses of our hearts to get all the thoughts out and to meditate and to, you know, really pray. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> your guys are leaving tonight. They're leaving at uh, at one thirty. Um, so it's about they're leaving about a half an hour before the second show starts on uh, Radio Wave. They're leaving at one thirty in the morning. Okay. Well, maybe y'all can tune in then. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> You're going to be awake, right? So we can keep the mission house open and hopefully people will come by and, and uh, get the message. So um, uh, that would be awesome. 
Okay. Well, actually, some of our groups stopped by and got some of the messages, and they're hoping to hand it out on their way uh, to adoration. So uh, that may bring uh, more people to know that we're open tonight as well. Okay. Well, we're going to let you go. We got about five okay. minutes before the program ends, and and um, it was good talking to you. And you got yeah, same you got, here. You got another group. Just know that um, we'll be praying for everybody, and everybody that's listening to Radio Wave will offer up our adoration tonight for uh, each of them, and, and that uh, Our Lady's message can speak very strongly to their hearts. Yeah, tell the group uh, to, to do that. That'd be nice. Okay. All right, goodbye. All right, we'll God talk bless. Talk to you later. God bless you. <laughs> Bye. Um, once again, the evening broadcast tonight, which will be a two-hour broadcast, uh, is at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time. And uh, once again, that will be another live broadcast this evening uh, to continue the, the discussion on Our Lady's Message today. And once again, you'll be able to call in uh, for that show as well. The number to call is 888-672-9283. Once again, that's 888 672 Eight three toll free, and if you're calling outside of the United States, that number will be two zero five six seven two nine nine seven seven. Before we close here, um, you mentioned something earlier uh, when we first opened up about the the need for preparation um, to, uh, I guess, the need for preparation for this message that Our Lady gives today, and. And, of course, you gave uh, a suggestion of being moments in prayer. And um, you know, perhaps maybe you could just go a little bit deeper or a little bit further into that. I know we only have a few minutes left. But just to mention a few things, obviously this message is a message that's uh, a very um, uh, intense message and in the subject and content of what Our Lady told us today. And um, there's obviously going to be people who are going to have very fast-paced jobs um, some people are not going to be housewives and they're going to be obviously at their place of work. And maybe you can give a little bit more suggestion or insight as to how even these people can prepare their hearts uh, for Our Lady and for the message that she gives, but in particular for the apparition. Well, the important thing, of course, is prayer. Our Lady said, uh, October 25th, 88, she says, pray that you may comprehend the greatness of this message. And um, her message is, you know, she says her greatness. She says, uh, if you understood the greatness of my coming, you'd pray unceasingly. So her coming and delivering a message is something the world has just never experienced before. Why are we experiencing it? Again, because um, we were in a self-destructive mode and, and God's sending Our Lady to save the world. It's that simple. Um in preparation for a message, or in preparation especially for this message, especially for this message, of course, is prayer. But you know, we we're so enslaved to the pace of society and its ways. And you come home, and your kids got homework, and your kids got to go to this function or this this or this meeting. And and uh, there's no time for meditation. You know, people in cars. I often see people in, on their cell phones, and I wonder, you know, what God must think seeing this activity where nobody's quiet. They either got the radio on, they got the cell phone on the ear, they're talking to somebody, and there's no meditation. And I just I, I just don't think God's pleased with this technology. Not that we can't have technology, but the way we're using it is it recalls the message only says you created a whole new world without God. You know, God's not in the car. I remember some of my greatest moments of prayer after I went to Medjugorje and after I started getting close to, close to her was having the radio off and just sitting in, in my truck riding down the road by myself. You know, deep, profound prayer. And nobody's allowed to enter into that, much less meditate, because the cell phone's not going to allow it. And it's an addiction. Just watch people, observe them, just stand back and look what's happening, including yourself. You know, so much wasted conversation so much that could have gone toward God. Our Lady today said ardent love. She said another time, the only other time I can recall that she says ardent, when she says short, ardent prayers. Pray short, ardent prayers. Just like how many billions of those short, ardent prayers aren't being done, that people would be doing. Because there's a lot of people that believe in God, had they not the cell phone. So I think this message is important. 
And uh, tonight we can talk more about it, take more calls, and you can see that the lady has a twofold thing about the crucified, her son, and the crucified, those who are suffering. So now uh, we end the show. We'll look forward to hearing from you tonight and talking to you. We thank you for allowing us to come into your home. We pray that God would bless you this day and get your friends to, to uh, know about meds.com and, and uh, we'd like to hear from you. God bless you.